0: Did you hear that? Is it the horror comedy podcast with Jake and Haley? Oh my god, it is. This podcast is intended for inhalation only. And that means it's not for kids. It's Haley. It's Wednesday. It's a tiny little episode of the Horror Comedy Podcast. If you're more of a steak and potatoes kind of guy, tune in on Sunday for our full-length episode. But if you just want an appetizer, a couple of jalapeno poppers, and a mozzarella stick, then you're in the right place. I'm going to share the 4chan story of Chair Chan today. I took a huge fucking dab. I'm super stoned and home alone, so I will probably be fucking freaked out um and i hope that you're freaked out too and i hope you send us your scary stories our email address is the horror comedy podcast at gmail.com i would love to tell your stories and put all kinds of creepy little sounds and and you know um maybe you could show it to your grandma or whatever i don't know send us your scary stories the horror at gmail.com Check out our show notes. There's going to be some resources for Black Lives Matter. We live in Colorado, me and Jake. Actually, Colorado. If you live in Colorado, too, look it up. The police murder a lot of unarmed black people in Colorado. We just passed some reform here. Uh, Jared Polis signed a new bill that's supposed to make it better. But, uh, you know... It's still not enough. There's a link tree. There's some other resources in the show notes. Take a second. Educate yourself. Make a donation if you can. And don't stop talking about it. You know, I get it. It's it's really hard and stressful and terrible to be dealing with all of this right now. But for black people, they don't have the choice to look away. So, um, you know, it's important that we don't look away either. That being said, uh, let's get fucking scared, you guys. This is a short story from the paranormal boards of 4chan, posted by an anonymous user who went by Chairchan, which is so fucking cute. Here it goes. I used to not want to post my story on one of these, but now I feel like it would fit in perfectly among the others. To start off, I'm in a wheelchair. I find my story similar to the wheelchair-bound Ariel, but different in many ways. I was also handicapped due to being in a car crash, though in my crash, nobody died. I was just severely injured. I was 14 years old and sat in the front. My seatbelt failed and came off the latch, sending me flying through the windscreen when we crashed. I broke my spine, pelvis, wrist, and had multiple injuries. It took two years of recovery, but I'm actually considered lucky. Though my spine was broke, I can walk, though not very well at all. When I do walk, I have a cane and can only handle about a half hour of walking. My legs are very weak, and I find it very painful, so I have a wheelchair that I heavily depend on. Now that's enough about me. Who you really need to know about is He chan I met her a year before my accident at school. I had just joined the anime club. Me and my friend Jamie were the youngest there. But obviously I had the accident and disappeared from school for a good two years. I came back part-time at 16 and then continued doing my schooling. However, my anime club friends came to see me all the time in hospital and then at home through my accident and we all became very close. So did He Chan, too, even though she was kind of weird. After the two years of recovery, my life was normal, though I was in a chair, and suddenly my life changed yet again. We had been trying to sue the car company for my seatbelt failing, and then a check came through the mail for a lot, like a lot of money. So basically, it was made out to my parents, but they straight away gave me half and asked if they could use the rest to move house with and use to help our family. And of course, I said yes, whatever they thought, And stupidly, I did show off a little to my friends. He became insanely jealous of me here somehow. She sent me a long-winded email at the time, and one part of it described that I didn't need the money I came into and that I didn't deserve it. We didn't expect this much money, but I truly do miss being able to walk and dance and swim like a normal person, so I pretty much ignored his email and ignored her, too. I was too busy moving to a wheelchair-friendly home which is like so happy, good for you, Cher Chan, we're so happy for you. When I came back that summer, retaking my schooling year I had missed and working hard to catch up, my other friends had progressed higher. We still hung out at lunches, but we took different classes. But we were still a group, and he was in it. She said sorry to me and that she was having money troubles, so she just snapped. I shrugged it off, but I wasn't nearly as close to her after that. Over email again, she had the nerve to ask me for money, again, for quite a lot, too. I emailed her back asking what for, and she said she wanted to use it to go to a convention. I flipped out at her this time. I told her to never ask me for money again, and she said sorry, saying she knew I would be selfish and say no. So she gave me that drama, but a few months later after that, things died down and went back to normal. Our friends made it a weekly thing to go to Jamie's house and we would watch anime, but then, and I don't know when, we came to my house to do it because I had a bigger lounge to watch it in. My house is laid out so that I have my own area. My room is spacious and wheelchair friendly on the ground floor. I have my own little kitchen corner and bathroom and it's like a huge open plan space. My bed is on one side and on the other side is a large sofa and TV. It became an awesome hangout place and I would have them over every weekend. It was now, at 17, that we became seriously into cosplay. I always thought I couldn't join in because I didn't want to make a character suddenly be in a wheelchair, but I got so into it with my friends that I I put that aside and cosplayed with them. It was also now that he started to show us up more and more. We cosplayed to begin with from Avatar, the anime, cartoon, and she tried to be Toph, who I also wanted to be. We battled it out but I gave up in the end as she posted the ordered outfit on DeviantArt without telling me that she'd order it so I cosplayed somebody else. This was all in preparation to go to our first anime convention together. We had two weeks left until we were snagging a lift up there staying in a hotel and to be fair it was our first time doing such a thing. We were all nervous but super excited. I thought it would be fun but boy was I wrong and to explain something else he is super overweight. She smells bad just terrible hair, and two weeks before she cut it super short and it made her face look so round and she looked terrible. Anyway, the drama went as follows. He told us that her dad could give us a lift, and she kept saying she'd asked and it was cleared and it was all good. We slept in my house and got ready, her dad was late picking us up the next day. She also didn't tell him that I was disabled and in a wheelchair, though she swore to me that she had. Embarrassingly, I had to put my chair in front of my legs in the back seat as there was no room and Jamie had to lift me into the car. At one point she split her cosplay pants because she was too fat for them, but she continued to wear them saying she could get away with it. And no, she really couldn't. She took from the mini bar so much stuff that it ended up being $220, which somehow I had to pay for because nobody else's card was available. She never paid me back, and when I confronted her on that, she said I had enough money anyway, and I should stop being so greedy and taking from the poor. (laughs) Aside from her general drama, nothing serious happened. The horror story comes up at the next outing we had, which was a holiday together. We came back, and me and he didn't speak at all. We argued a lot that weekend. Our group talked to her about it over Facebook, asking why she was so rude to me all the time, and she said she's just playing the cripple card and being the victim, and she's rude to me. I was overlooking Jamie's shoulder and I saw her say that. Somehow we remained friends with her and she very forcibly apologized to me. A few months passed and summer came and we all had the idea to chip in and rent a lodge where we could have a week of geek or cosplaying and doing outdoor stuff that I could partake in too. And we would rent this house in the woods on part of this like family thing. I don't really know what to call it. It was like a holiday spot where you could rent a house and just spend family time there. We were getting excited about it when I realized he was involved and would also come. I expressed my worries to the group with her issues with me, but they spoke to her and assured me she would behave and things would be fine. By now, Jamie was backing me up and promised me she would stick up for me if anything happened. We all booked it, we chipped in, and we were all ready to go. And that's when some more drama happened. I was looking through my bag to double check things as we were packing Jamie's new car up, and I found that my bank card was gone. I had my suspicions and sneakily went through his purse and I found it. I took it back and didn't confront her about it at all, but she went through her things and she looked at me and I just gave her a huge sarcastic smile and I didn't say anything. So of course, neither did she. While we were driving, she also had a half argument with me about gay rights. I'm a gay activist and she is against it. I'm not into women, but I like yaoi, which is like lady porn, but it's anime and I support it. I also forgot to mention our hot friend Adam was the only guy that was there. I'd known him as long as I'd known Jamie, but I didn't know him as well as I knew Jamie. We were discussing Yaoi, and if gay people should be able to marry, and he supported me and said yes, and shut Hee Chan down quick. He usually didn't hang out with us because he didn't get along with Hee, but I really wanted him to come this time, so he did when I asked. Me and him had like a slight thing going on, but it was unmentioned between us. So we drove there, got there, to this beautiful place with a lake and a forest and a pretty little house. But Jamie, who we gave the money to book it, kept driving past there and surprised us and said she had put a little more into it and booked us a log cabin, which is all one level and would be more wheelchair-friendly and nicer. He spoke up and said she didn't sign up for that, didn't want that, and wanted her money back. But she shut up when she saw the beautiful place. Apart from the ramp up there, which Adam had to carry me up, it was chair-friendly and beautiful, with five bedrooms. One loft bedroom upstairs that Adam had. It even had a jacuzzi on a forest-view balcony. So we unpacked, cosplayed, and set up the PS3, starting for a fabulous week. But no. The first night, I was sleeping in a room facing the staircase to Adam's room, and I woke up and I saw he just standing there at the bottom of the staircase. She looked to me and walked away. The next day i wasn't sure if i was dreaming or not and the next night i had made sure to look and caught her i saw her and she was standing there facing my room door open but she saw me looking and she walked in and you know made up some excuse at like whatever am in the morning And i realized the other night she had been looking in my room not at the staircase so things were creepy at the beginning of the week and it only got worse She kept getting up in the middle of the night and pretending to sleepwalk into other rooms and stuff, but she doesn't sleepwalk, and there was obviously, like, she was clearly faking it. She was, like, moaning and saying, like, sleepy mutterings, and everyone was just so annoyed and just told her to please stop. On Thursday, we found a festival of some sort to go to, advertising as some Japanese culture thing a place in a fun field somewhere that had stalls up and stage of Japanese taiko drums, and he fucking freaked out and forced us to go there on Thursday evening. Bands were performing and playing well into the night. It was fun and beautiful with lanterns hung up in the dark, but the bathrooms were quite a way away and I struggled to use my chair on the ground. It was all fucked up and uneven, so I had to walk to the bathrooms. Every time I did go, I brought a friend with me to help me walk With my cane and also because it was creepy as fuck over there the bathrooms only had one light and it was far away from the rest of them and super empty i had to go during the performance of some japanese art and sound thing and he was like oh i'll take you she was annoyed with me the whole week and being an asshole but she took me and she walked slightly ahead into the dark i had a hunch to turn around and go back at that moment I felt pain in my lower back when I strained myself to walk too much and I was with somebody I had issues with in a dimly lit place of dodgy bathrooms. The bathrooms themselves were the type set up in a field-oriented show, a makeshift room with about three stalls in, and dodgy stairs. The light inside had mostly broken apart, so if you shut the door you couldn't see. So when Jamie took me to the bathroom, she stood outside with the door open so that I could see what I was doing inside. I had to go so much because I was on my period. So we got there, he huffing at how long I took, and I asked her to stand at the door and made sure nobody came in because of the light situation and I needed the door open so I could see. So I got to it, did whatever with the door open, and suddenly she just comes in and looks at me. I cover myself and she says, aw, you're on your period, that's why, that's really cute. And the way she said it was like, super fucking weird. I closed the door and sort myself out in the dark, yelling at her, though she just laughs from the other side. I washed my hands, but I really felt like I couldn't walk anymore. I'd hit my limit a mile back. On the way out, I just stopped and sat on the steps of the bathroom and I said, I just, I just need a second. She took my cane for me and just sighed and called me a drama queen. And I reminded her like I'm fucking disabled and we got into a little fight. This is when things escalated. She suddenly said, no one is around to hold me back this time, and in front of me broke my cane in half. She then hit me in the face with one half and threw the other half behind her. This was out of nowhere. I started the argument because she was being a dick, and I asked her why she had so much tension and hatred for me, and she just said more insulting things. And when I defended myself, she hit me. She broke my cane and she hit me with it. I gasped. I was shocked, like the force she'd hit me with split my lip. I started to cry and ask her why she would do that and what was wrong with her. She then said she had wanted to kill me since she met me, like actually make me dead and murder me. She went into detail and everything of how she wanted to choke me in my sleep all week this week. While sobbing, I told her to get away from me, and I forced myself up, started limping away from her, but I couldn't walk, and I fell over just a few steps away, and through tears, I was so afraid for my life, and I should have been. I know it was only a fight, but she said she wanted to kill me. I was afraid. She also then came to stand near me as I tried to drag myself away from her in the mud, and she just smirked and laughed at me and said I was pathetic. It was like suddenly she knew all of my flaws and pointed them all out going into sick detail of my life that she obviously noticed, like my relationship with my sister that strained. She just just got into my head, and she was standing on my chest while she was saying all these things, and she ended it with, So that's why I'm better than you. She was saying things like she was glad I was handicapped, and she trod on my hips, which pained my back more, and even worse, she heard my mobile ring, so she took it off me and threw it to where my cane was taking a hold of my arms and dragged me into the bushes. There was one long path of tire tracks to the bathrooms and she dragged me off of it into complete darkness. I have never been more scared in my life. She said, I don't wanna be the one to kill you, but I want you to die. So I'm gonna leave you here to rot where no one will ever find you and began explaining to me that I started a fight with her. I snapped my own cane and threw it at her and I went off on my own into the woods. She dragged me far into the woods. I was covered in mud and I was hurt and I couldn't walk at all now that she'd stamped on me too. I was sobbing and screaming for help, but we were so far away, nobody could hear me. And then she left, she just left. She walked away using her phone as a light and left me there. I was there for at least a half an hour. Of course my friends, especially Jamie, didn't believe her and they came looking for me. But it took them a while to find me in the pitch black. They almost called the police to come help but I began screaming when I heard Jamie looking for me. I don't know how cold it was but I'd lost a lot of strength from being on the wet mud and it was damp. I'm pretty sure I was in a puddle or something because my hair was wet, but I couldn't speak up very much and I was starting to fall asleep. Later somebody told me I was in the first stage of hypothermia. As I was half asleep, I suddenly felt something on me. I thought it was spiders or something and they were in my hair and stuff, Um, but as I opened my eyes, I realized it was he. She was on top of me. She was covering my mouth. She didn't want them to find me, but she was faking to help look for me. Jamie was close behind, asking her if she'd seen anything. She called out, no, but I began to struggle and make some noise, so then she moved to strangle me. I almost passed out because of that too, but Jamie actually found us and ripped her off of me. He went mental, tackled Jamie, trying to get back to me, and was just off her fucking head, out of control, violent. I was half out of it at this point, but I remember her screaming bitch at me, calling me whore and Satan. Somebody, Adam I found out later, held he back and dragged her out of the woods, restraining her, and Jamie carried me. I was unconscious at this point, whether it was due to being so cold and weak or because I was strangled, I don't know, but Jamie thought I was dead, and so did he, who was smirking and happy with herself and laughing. From the details I'm told, Jamie laid me down on a friend's coat and tried to resuscitate me before realizing I was breathing, just had a low pulse and I was freezing. I was coming around by now, but I couldn't talk. I had my eyes open just looking at them all stood around me, and I remember my friend unbuttoned her shirt and pulled me against her chest while we waited for an ambulance, which took a while as we were in the middle of fucking nowhere. The next thing I directly remember was being in a hospital. He had been arrested but actually taken into psychiatric care. Unknown to anyone but her family, she was a psychopath. She tortured small animals, set her room on fire, and had episodes of obsessing over beautiful girls and wanting to kill them. At first, it was pop stars like Britney Spears, and then it was girls at school, her family explained to mine. He was just really crazy, and though I wouldn't say I was beautiful, she took harassment way too far with me. I still don't know how she could think she'd get away with that, but she sort of did, as she was mentally unwell, and she just got taken in, not arrested. I was fine in the end. I spent a night in the hospital getting over the shock and warming up, but I have a huge phobia of several things now, you know, like the dark, being alone, creepy crawlies, which had been all over me, and, uh, psychopaths, of course. (laughs) So that was really scary. And, um, you know, I just would like to say power to Chair Chan. All glory to Chair Chan. I hope she's doing so good now, she deserves good things. That's it for this week's tiny baby episode, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you little babies. I'm so happy you're here. If you want to hear me read your scary stories, please go ahead and send us an email or, you know, a DM. Or we did have a Facebook, but it got banned already. I don't really, I don't really know. But, uh... Maybe one day we'll have a Facebook again and you could send it to us there. Send us your scary stories ghost stories, cryptids, uh, chicken feet, lizard harassy, scary man, uh, murder house, all of that. We want to hear about it. And Black Lives Matter. And don't forget to drink water. And we'll see you Sunday for a full episode. Goodbye. This week we use sound from Sound Bible as always. We also use sounds from Free Sound. We used the song. Lost My Pieces by Deoxy's Beats, found on freestockmusic.com. We used some songs from Felician Studios, and uh, we used your ears to hear it all. So thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on Sunday.